So today, we are going to be talking about the one thing that all law of attraction and manifestation teachings are missing. Callum, I have a question for you. Who the hell do we think we are? Magisterium, episode three, Daniel Billsborough speaking. Welcome to the table, Callum McNabb. How are you feeling? Thank you, Daniel. I am feeling good. Excited to go again for a round Excited three. Excited to be here. Excellent. All right. So today, we are going to be talking about the one thing that all law of attraction and manifestation teachings are missing. Callum, I have a question for you. Who the hell do we think we are making such big calls like this? Who do we think we are? Well, who do we think we are? Everyone's missing something. Everyone's missing something. Yeah. And the thing, the, well, let's talk about what they're, they're missing. So we may put a bit of sense behind this. Do it. The mainstream manifestation coaches and teachers and gurus and whatever, they almost ignore the concept of resistance. They almost like um, ignore the idea that we're, we're thinking counter thoughts to what we want. So like manifestation, you think about what you want, you're actually um, tuning into that frequency of that thing and then you actually feel a sense of gratitude or feel like it's already here and that draws it in. But then of course, the moment you, you, know, you try and think of something that's a bit more outside your belief system or that gets a bit like, you know, bit ridiculous, you're thinking bigger and bigger, that straight away just brings up a heap, heap ton of fear. And of course, when you're in a lot of fear, guess what you're manifesting? You're manifesting that resistance that you brought up. Absolutely. Yeah, you're repelling it. So, um, why don't we just talk about... So, what we're talking about today is the resistance part of the manifestation. We believe that... Mo- we believe? Yeah, well... We know. We know. <laughs> well, I know. I don't know this guy. <laughs> Most... So, there was a phase a few years ago, 2017, just after I had this awakening experience, which I haven't talked about properly yet, where I started looking into the law of attraction and manifestation and I found Abraham Hicks, Bob Proctor, all of those people. And if you go on YouTube right now and just Google law of attraction, there's like a thousand different people teaching you about the concepts of law of attraction. So... I spent a significant amount of time looking into that and like going into all of the teachings from all of these different people and I thought I'd put it into practice and tried to manifest $10 million by winning the lottery, right? And what happened to me was I was doing the thing where every night we think about... So basically, tell me if I'm missing anything when I... Like you kind of went over the teachings there but I'll put it into context with this particular experience with the $10 million. So I would... Every night, close my eyes, using my imagination, I would think about the money being in my bank account, think about all the things I would do with $10 million and I would go into the detail in my imagination of like driving around in the car, walking around in my dream house and it does make you feel really good because you're in your own imagination for 30 minutes and you're just loving it. It does make you feel excited for a certain amount of time and I was doing this for a long time so you do that thing to set the intention and get into a high vibe state and then you are to follow your intuition as it comes to you to take action to make that happen whatever it is and some people kind of talk about this thing called resistance and it's i found during my research a few years ago 
the the most that people talk about resistance is by just saying, oh, it's just a bit of resistance you're experiencing. Just get rid of the resistance. So there's no real speak about like what is the resistance? How do we get rid of permanent get rid of it permanently? Um, how does it all work? What is the unconscious mind? There's no real talk at all about the unconscious mind. So when we're talking about the unconscious mind, as a human being, you are 5% conscious, 95% unconscious. I think I mentioned this last time, but like what's the point in using your 5% of your mind to get into this high vibe state when 95% of you is full of fear and you're attracting those things, your intuition is not clear, etc., etc. So the thing that all of the teachings are missing is resistance and how to handle it. Yeah, particularly resistance in the unconscious because you, you, you say there like we're 5% conscious and then we use, a lot of teachers will use like affirmations and incantations and those kind of strategies. Um, and that's like, we'll call it old school manifestation. It's yep. pretty much what we'll call it. We use affirmations to essentially um, plant ideas in your unconscious and grow them bigger and bigger and bigger. So you actually create a pattern within you that is in the belief of all of this stuff that you want to manifest. And I'm believe 10, it. Yeah, and believe it. Just believe it. And believe it. And you'll hear that advice. Just believe Just it. Just believe it. Just believe it. And it's like, well, here, I want to believe it, but I've got all of this, you know, ideas of evidence and doubt about it and worry mm. and anxiety. Oh, no, just ignore that. Just ignore it. Just that's... focus on what you want over and over again. And that's the main advice that you sort of hear from those kind of old school mainstream law of attraction coaches. Just yeah. keep focusing back. But if you've had any kind of trauma or any kind of deep insecurity, fears or whatever, this stuff gets in the way like crazy. And I was an absolute fiend for doing affirmations. And I specifically used... Uh, Dr. Joe's mind movie techniques, which I thought were amazing. Where you watch a video, you have you know planted all of these ideas about yourself, your own identity, and the future, the things that like you want to things, achieve. Yeah, things that you want for yourself. Things that you want for yourself, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you put you know epic music Visualize. with it, and you Ep and you listen to it, and it's quite. And I would my emotions would go through the roof. I'd feel very very inspired after watching it, and it certainly put stuff in my unconscious and started making me move in a certain direction. Um, and I got to a point where what I was well, what I was doing was a lot of Tai Chi and Qigong at the time and relaxing my body and actually bringing up fear out of my body and wanting to process it to clear it out of my system so it wouldn't be manifesting anymore and I would be able to just be way more comfortable in my own skin. And what would happen is when fear was coming up and I was trying to watch a mind movie, I wouldn't be I would not get the same effect. I wouldn't get these inspired thoughts. I wouldn't get this motivation. I wouldn't feel like a change within me. I would just be like projecting all of my fears onto the video and it had like it had no effect afterwards like no, this is never going to happen this is too hard i'm not going to be able to do this mm. all of those thoughts started coming up and that's what we mean when we say resistance those the negative, negative the negative thoughts are kind of overwhelming like what happens is i you go through life and you store these negative vibrations these negative ideas in your unconscious and they come up they cloud your thoughts they become your thoughts and you believe you are those thoughts so this the the teachings that exist at the moment are really just a temporary fix. They're a temporary fix that they're not a long lasting permanent solution. So the idea is that like you spend what as long as it takes to use your willpower to force yourself into this state of high vibration, to force yourself into closing your eyes and using your imagination every single day. And what I mean by force yourself is you ignore all of the negative feelings that are in you. So there's no real teachings around, well, 
apart, what do we do with these negative feelings? Like you, like you just said, the teaching is just ignore it or, or they use a mechanism like Abraham Hicks, she'll just kind of avoid it. She'll go around it and navigate you into the right place. But that's just another way of pushing it down or side skirting it. It's yeah. not actually dealing with it. And what we're about here is this resistance thing that nobody's talking about. So all of these things about getting excited and thinking about the thing you want, creating a desire, it's still necessary, but it's also necessary to not ignore the negativity that's going on at the same time. And this is what this is the process, the work this is this is the work that we're in. This inner alchemy that we're teaching. There are a number of ways to, for you to remove negativity from you. See a psychologist, get a life coach, be vulnerable with somebody, go and see an energy healer or, or whatever. But you're going to hear us say this a lot. Inner alchemy is the fastest way to do it. It's a self-healing modality. You can teach it to anybody. You can use it on yourself whenever you want, as long as you want, as, as long as you need to. Um, and I think that's all I have to say about yeah, that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I want to go over that. There's some good. There's some definitely yeah. some good stuff there. Do so, it. obviously, going through this whole affirmation process and sort of saying that, you know, look, some uh, teachers will just keep trying to push you back to what you want to focus on, what you want to focus on. And I went through a phase where I was surrounding myself with audio every single day, doing the mind movies in the morning, spending hours listening to some of these gurus and coaches talk about all of this stuff that I would keep redirecting my mind, keep redirecting my mind. And for a time, I got, I was very driven. There was a time when I was, you know training qigong three hours a day and then doing yoga every single day and then listening to this stuff for hours and hours and then working when i was working part-time as a basketball coach and studying like crazy until 12 o'clock at night like i was super motivated to learn all this material and do all that um, and it worked until fear started coming up it worked mm. until i wanted to get to deeper layers with myself in my qigong my tai chi and i couldn't out will it well it's like i could but holy shit it would have taken a so huge amount of discipline energy yeah yeah it's just exhausting isn't it because you went you went like full goggins for a little while didn't you i went back when i met deep, you yeah you and the word term goggins means it's referred to a guy called david goggins who is possibly people call him <laughs> the hardest hard. motherfucker he, on the planet is what people call him he's a hard man because he goes yeah all in and i'm so that's my personality i very much love to go all in with stuff that i'm doing mm. so like when we learn you know alchemy i was super keen to just learn all these archetypes really really quickly mm. learn the process and get into it and definitely at the start it was quite scary because you're essentially instead of of pushing your fears down and just focusing on what you want you're actually going into your fears facing them and removing them permanently so you remove this process of having to re just constantly redirect to positivity and yeah, you just take exactly. away you just and you actually have so much energy in those programs and patterns that you're not using because they're just stuck in your mind that they're, they're, they're operating themselves right that you gain that will back and you no longer this idea of willpower or needing to use affirmations to get your like motivated to feel like your unconscious wants to move in that direction you don't need to do that anymore and that's actually a big i was just thinking about this before it's a big like the our business magisterium it's called magisterium and daniel actually came up with that word about a year ago and when we were looking at it was the it's the latin word for mastery because what this process really is is that self-mastery mm. when you you know, attain self-mastery, you have the ability to turn in any direction at any point and go full throttle. 
There's no resistance. There's no resistance. Literally, there is no resistance. And that energy is very, very powerful when you mm. can just turn your direction and have your full focus on something you want to create. Your ability to manifest is incredibly strong because you don't have to go home and sit down for 15 minutes exactly. and do a bunch of affirmations and watch a couple of my movies to actually then, create that energy. You've, the energy is there and there's nothing stopping it. There's, there's no need. It's just your authentic desire. Mm. I want to create this. And there's nothing getting up in the way, slowing that down. Man, and so here's the thing. I want to talk about like meditation for a little bit because most teachings with medita- meditation, there are two reasons to use meditation. One is just to strengthen your mind to become aware of your thoughts. So when you're meditating, you focus on one thing. When something comes up, you become aware that you're not thinking about your breath, for example. The amount of time that it takes you to realize that you're now not thinking about your breath, you're thinking about whatever, whatever was happening is going to be happening tomorrow, was happening today, whatever it is, the, that, the amount of time it takes you to become aware and bring your attention back to your breath is like a bicep curl for your brain. So there is like this aspect to meditation and this training your brain in awareness. So training you to become aware more quickly. But there is no talk about going into the fears and removing those thoughts that are there anyway. So instead of what we are teaching here is not to avoid those thoughts, not to avoid those thoughts, not to avoid those fearful thoughts, but to question them, to be curious about them, to ask yourself where they're coming from. We obviously have an entire process for this, but it's this is what energy mastery and self mastery mastery is about. It's about being able to differentiate between fear thoughts and love thoughts and alchemizing all the fear thoughts that you have gathered up over life, so that when you're meditating meditating put the emphasis on the the last half of the word there when you're meditating you're not going to have this massive cloud of fear thoughts popping up that you have to consciously push away because you're getting clarity instead of fear when you alchemize that's what we're talking about here and that's how you kind of it's where you the, the the entry point to this so should we talk about that a little bit more? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wanted to add as well with um, the whole meditating because what's, what's having just what Daniel mentioned, when you're meditating, you keep redirecting your focus. I'm trying to just focus on my breath. Then I start thinking about what I need to do this afternoon. Hang on, no, back to the breath. Your prefrontal cortex is actually growing. And when we say you know 5% conscious, 95% unconscious, you're actually increasing how conscious you are by strengthening that prefrontal cortex. It just enables you to use willpower more easily. Mm. And that's certainly what happens when you do this process. But you're, the will that you're gaining is coming from actually clearing out the stuff that is distracting you from what you actually need to do. So when we talk about going in, Going, going into sort of your shadows, going into these fears. It's not just letting them run your life and run rampant. It's no, let me get to the root of this so it doesn't even come up in the first place so I don't need exactly. to have meditation to continue to redirect. <laughs> but I will say this, the work that we are doing, because you're constantly practicing self-awareness, it is very much a, a daily kind of meditation because you're constantly, like as soon as something comes up and you recognize it and you know, oh, hang on, oh, I can't be bothered doing that. Oh, I know that's an archetype pattern. I know that's a fear-based pattern. I know that's a shadow mm. pattern. Now I'm become aware of it and you must be aware of it because in, if, in, it, if you're not aware of it and you stay with it, it will just keep running your life. But when you separate from it, it allows you to detach from it and get to the root, see it as the illusion that it is and then remove it completely for the system so it's no longer distracting you. It's no longer coming up. It's no longer streaming that level of consciousness and 
being that resistance that blocks a lot of your manifestation. At all, yeah, because we're ripping out the roots. Like Cal used this really nice um, analogy, in, I think in the first episode, talking about the tree leaves, like the leaves of fear and how what we're doing is you will experience at the top level, you will experience fear at the top level. So you experience procrastination, you'll experience triggers, being upset, sad, angry, having outbursts of people or whatever. The idea is to find so those are the leaves we want to find the tree branch then find the trunk then find the root of that and we rip that out from the root and what we're doing in that process is making sure that those thoughts never come back and this is so effective that you surprise yourself when you become aware that you're no longer having the thoughts that you used to have you actually take some time to realize oh hang on a second i usually get like super triggered at that person and that person did not bother me whatsoever and now that person's annoyed because I'm not annoyed because they were looking for an argument. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you just, you are 100% affecting the way that you feel, the way that you react and in turn your clarity of mind because you're removing these leaves of fear and you're only left with light and love through the process of alchemy. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is a very crazy thing because I was just thinking as you were saying that, you know, our whole... Uh, psychological makeup, our emotional makeup, we're essentially made up from these energetic codes that show up in the form of thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. And these things are just constantly, they constantly have the ability to stream through us. So when you have constant anxiety coming up, there's all of these root level beliefs, these root level fears that are still in your system that you believe are real, that you believe that you actually are those fears. And that for, that gives them the opportunity to come up. But when you block them out and when you actually remove them, they're now gone. They no longer have the opportunity to come up and stream them. And when you would normally get anxiety speaking to someone, and for me, that's a big one. For me, having dealt with a lot of anxiety in the past and then talking to people that I haven't seen in a while or talking to anyone that I'm just on the street, just noticing myself, express myself so much more than I used to. And then it's just suddenly noticing, wow, I just made a crazy joke with a stranger out of nowhere and had absolutely no hesit there's zero hesitation whatsoever and that's some of the big upgrades that you really that you do notice exactly um i'd want to bring it back to this subject of ignoring fears and um soothing the shadow so soothing the shadow is a term that so what you can do is like when you're when you're triggered angry upset insecure you can have a conversation with someone or make yourself feel better where you're soothing yourself. You're not actually unplugging the root cause. You're not getting in there doing any alchemy. You're just making yourself feel better so that you calm down, you feel better temporarily. You know, you might go and watch a movie. You might go and have a conversation with a close friend and like, it's okay. It's really okay. You did the right thing by punching that guy in the face yeah. for no reason. That's okay, Cal. So like soothing the shadow is something that we kind of accidentally do because obviously we don't we don't want to feel we don't for starters we don't know what else to do but we don't want to be in that heat for such a long time we don't like feeling insecure and anxious and if you're feeling if you have so much fear in your container in your unconscious mind in your body the reason why people are hooking them are getting addicted to video games and pornography and whatever else junk food is to soothe is to that it's the only option they have to make themselves feel better because they're being overwhelmed with anxiety is to go out there and find pleasurable activities so 
people have addictions because of this fear that's in their unconscious mind. And if you're only soothing it forever, you're not actually removing it. You're just leaving it in your system and never doing anything about it. Mm. And this is very much the living a life of, of small pleasures, living a life of quiet desperation where, you know, that's that's everywhere. And, you know, we've all been there and done that where we've just, you know, we've, we've wanted to be on a diet. We've wanted to eat healthy. It's hard not to, isn't it? And then we've got emotional about something. We've felt insecure about something. We've felt angry, sad. And then we're like, oh, this is too much, too tired. I'm just going to go back and eat some food. It's always... You know, when you break your agreement with yourself or you, you give up on a journey, it's always coming generally when there's that negative emotion arises and it causes you to soothe. And it can also be like, I know um, from having a lot of prostitute patterns, which is the pattern of, you know, giving up on my own, uh, on my own desire for the sake of approval. Like the way to soothe that is to actually do things that other people will approve of. Ooh, and that, that is how you would soothe it because you feel safe mm. when you feel safe in those little moments where other people mm. approve of you. But if you were just to remove, like have a the week where no that. one ever was a, give you any kind of gesture of approval or mm. reinforced you or said that you were doing a good job or just had nothing, like that, it would be quite excruciating because that's, that, that, that's the... That's where that pattern needs. It's like that pattern needs to complete stay itself. Alive. To yeah. stay alive. It needs that approval. It needs mm. that approval. It needs that approval. But by starving it and removing that, it's, uh, it's you're no longer soothing that. And that it forces you to actually, okay, get to the bottom of it. Actually bring it out of the mind. Bring it out of the body. Yeah, become aware of it. The The subject of soothing and ignoring fears is a is an interesting one because there it's always such a temptation. And those are the moments where it does require you to... So once... Here's the thing. Once you know this process, once you know the process of inner alchemy, once you know how to remove your fears from the root, you're not going to be doing any soothing unless it's accidental. So typically when you're starting out this process of, of alchemizing your own fears, you, depending on how much fear you have, a little bit of soothing is required. So we are teaching you to get out of the habit of teaching. There, Some soothing is required at the start, but the less soothing you do and the more awareness you use, the more fears you'll become aware of and able to alchemize so soothing is like that was actually a very interesting example used of soothing because that is something that almost it's it's like a it's it's something i i wouldn't typically consider as soothing but it 100 percent is like yeah. it is 100 percent allowing your shadow to be the shadow and this is why when we're talking to people we know that simply because we've done a lot of alchemy on ourselves, we are able to detect this energy in other people. So when the shadow of another person is having a bit of a rant, is having a bit of a, a bit of a soothing session, it's we know it's not you. We know it's not them. It's not their authentic self. It's their shadow just in the pattern, doing the thing that it needs to do. And there has to be a moment of awareness where you break that pattern for a second and you actually humble yourself and be like, okay, what is actually, what is really going on here? Am I in a fear pattern? Has the fear, is this, is in this moment, is what's happening right now, is this my authentic self or is this the fear in me doing its thing to soothe itself? So this is why self-awareness and the humility are absolutely 100% necessary when you're doing this otherwise you're never going to break out of your own your own shadow patterns 
Yeah, that's that's quite good. I want to add to that. When Daniel's talking about um, noticing, because the more you do this work, you certainly notice it in other people, but you, you always do notice it. I mean, everyone knows when, you can tell when someone's triggered. That is something that you've everyone is aware of, but whether they do this work or not. But what starts to happen is when you see other people get triggered and when you even notice yourself get triggered, more and more, you just realize how much of an illusion it actually is. That mm. is something that's, um, as you continue to do this work and clear out more and more and more you're so prone to realizing that the patterns you're in are a complete illusion it's you just you just know oh this is just another prostitute pattern this is just another victim pattern this is just my saboteur bringing up every single excuse under the book to not do something in an attempt to you know afraid of not knowing what the next step's going to be that those patterns like you just recognize them so quickly and when you work with someone else or you spend time with someone else and they are you know projecting out a victim pattern you just know that what they're talking about is is it's an illusion they've essentially there's a reality in their minds that doesn't actually exist that they're playing out as if it does that i don't actually i don't i'm just little old me who doesn't have the power and you're so prone to that and your ability to just ask a question or move around it or no not be triggered by it at all because you're not taking it personally at all it's like knowing that someone is putting something someone telling you that you are a person like someone trying to t convince you that you're a, like a leprechaun or something like that. Something that's just so ridiculous that you can just see straight through right. it, that you don't buy into it whatsoever. Mm. And that pretty much happens wherever you go. And very naturally, the people you talk to, it, they, don't, they don't get the ability to be triggered because there's nothing coming from you that is triggering. Like the victim mm. patterns aren't coming out that cause that kind of... When two victim Contesty. patterns come... Yeah, when two very... sort of victim patterns come together, mm -hmm. things get, get a bit rough. Things get feisty, yeah. Things get feisty. Let's just talk about this word illusion a little bit as well because it's a funny word. I remember when, like when I first started this work, you know, all of these words, it's all they're all funny words. Like they're all funny words. So the person never heard this before, like illusion, truth, light, shadow, prostitute, saboteur, all these kind of things. Um, the reason why it is called illusion is is because when you remove it, you are left with truth. So truth is something that, you know, there are people who always say, you don't know what truth is. Who are you to claim that you know what truth is, Callum? Truth is just the thing that's not your fear. That's what it is. When you're speaking from truth, you're just speaking from not from your fear. You're not letting your shadow do its thing, soothe itself in front of you. It is your authentic self. Um, we also say... Light, love and light, truth, they're all the same thing. Yeah, I do like the going deeper into this this whole idea of illusions. Yeah. You know, when we're quite young, I think it's when we're a couple of years old, we start developing or maybe even earlier, we develop the concept of I, me as a as a self, as a person. Our minds develop a concept of I. And then we keep adding to this person, adding to this person. When we're quite young, uh, our personality is very much reflected of as a, our parents or our image of ourself is very much, you know, what what we're doing in reality. And then someone else will say, oh, uh, Johnny, you're, what, you're just such a that type of a person. And they just give you kind of ideas that you can cling on to. And you sort of build this identity. And this is very much when you're in those child patterns where you think other people decide who you are until when you've completely alchemized your child pattern and you've in your sovereign patterns where no one has any ability whatsoever to tell you who you are. You're the only one who can decide that. You're the only one in charge of your life. But as we're growing up, we develop all of these identities. We hold on to all these ideas about who we might be or we, I think I am who you think I am. 
which is mm. a bit of a mindfuck. Mm. But it's it's like if Daniel treats me a certain way, I must be the guy who I would be if I treated myself that way. Which is weird to think because there's a couple of things going on there. And then I build up this identity of who I think I am and I play out my life as if I'm that person. And this whole process is about dismantling that illusion of self, bit by bit, pattern by pattern, slowly breaking it down and, and getting rid of everything that's actually not true. Every idea that I've bought onto and hold onto that's creating a certain reality for me, which is not based in truth whatsoever, hence the word illusion. And the crazy thing is how much, how much of our mind is completely rooted in illusion. The, everything that's not in terms of an identity of self well that's not really who we are we don't really know who we are and you'll hear every spiritual teacher under the book will say the more you know the more you realize how much you don't know the more you realize how much of an illusion the mind actually is but when you're totally fixed on no I, these are my thoughts my every thought i have is the truth this is the way it is that you're very much stuck you're very attached to the mind you're very very mm. you've, you've still got a lot of identification into the mind and this whole process is letting it go pattern by pattern by pattern. You certainly hear stories of like sudden enlightenment where people jump to really high states of awareness or you hear of um, psychedelic experiences where people will have an ego death where they just collapse the whole thing in in, in seconds. Mm -hmm. And certainly like I've experienced that as well myself on previous psychedelic trips and it's crazy. You just all of a sudden it's like you're, you're lifted above this maze that is your mind. And it's like when you're just in your normal beta state of consciousness, you can only make decisions based on what you believe is possible for yourself. But the moment all of that you've disidentified with that mind and you'll see yourself just and you're just being the awareness, the consciousness that you are using the mind as a tool rather than being the mind itself, you essentially have complete freedom. It's like you now are able to walk in 360 degrees, whereas before you could only go in that direction or that direction. Mm, and all of your nice. decisions were almost predecided by your identity and how much you're allowed to, how much you're allowing, how much your mind allows your the mind, how much the mind allows your own mind to be influenced by external events mm, and environments and right. what people are saying to you and what's coming up. So you notice how much your behavior is on automatic pilot. Like you just look at yourself and go, wow, if I just keep behaving the way I'm behaving, if I don't make a conscious effort to change anything, I will unconsciously end up in that situation in this area. And that can be quite an enlightening experience to actually realize that how much we are run by a machine. Like a machine is running 95% of our life. Our thoughts that are coming up on a constant basis, uh, depending on how conscious we are, 95% of them most of the time are just being produced by our, our this beast of an unconscious machine. And that's where like thought, like we get the leaves on the tree that come out that could be coming from you know trauma. I'm trying to avoid that really scary event. And the more emotionally gripping an event is, if something was very negatively, neg was a very negative emotional experience, that thing will be coming up in almost every single thought you have to some degree. Like it's um you know we're taking you in, don't even realize yeah yeah you don't even realize like because we're taking in two million bits of information every second and cutting it down to about five or six plus or minus two or whatever it is. So that's a huge amount of information we're deleting and we generalize and distort the rest of it to give us a very, very tiny, like unique reality that's completely based on our own experiences plus our imagination of what we think might happen. So we're living in like our mind, in terms of our mind, the thoughts that we're thinking are so out of reality. Like there's so many potential realities that we may not be seeing from the thoughts that we're projecting versus mm -hmm. being in a conscious state of presence where you're in the real reality where there's no 
ability to label anything or judge or anything or identify mm. anything. So it's very much a process of just completely clearing out this ego bit by bit, completely clearing out any identifications and any and all illusions about my power, who I am, what I'm, what I'm capable of, etc. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, like Eckhart Tolle, for example, and I think Bentina Masara as well, they've both had these kind of um, overnight enlightenment experiences where they've just had a sudden realization like, oh, hang on a second. Um, I am not my thoughts. Wow. And all fear is alchemized overnight, essentially. The thing with inner alchemy compared to every other thing we have discovered, this is a system that you can use and apply yourself on yourself to become aware of these things. This is not reliant on you having an overnight experience, an overnight experience, an overnight enlightenment experience, an OE experience. This is a, a system that you can learn like anything else. You can, if you want to learn photography, you can learn this. The only difference is you just need to be self-aware, develop self-awareness and have the capacity to humble yourself to yourself and to other people, obviously. So when you have a system, a map to identify the fear in you, the root cause fear as well, it's just a matter of plugging away at it over time and what have we been doing this? I've been doing it for coming up to two, about two years now. You're yeah. on it. You're on it almost the same amount yeah, of time. I've, year and a half. Yeah. I've certainly figured it, learn about this stuff, but only in the last year have I really been applying it. But literally mm. only in the last like, there's periods where I was doing it incredibly quickly, and then periods where it slowed down because I got stuck in a pattern that I thought was me, and then I got stuck in that pattern for a while, which inhibited the process. I know when we started out earlier on. Uh, when there's so many shadows coming up, so many fears coming up, that we call it the the swamp phase because it could be a little bit more difficult because you're being your mind's going in all these different directions. But the the longer and longer you do the work, and the more you clear out, you're actually clearing up your channel of thinking. You're clearing up your your awareness naturally increases so much because it's not being bombarded with ideas all the time, mm. and there's so much less that you're identified with and attached to in your mind that your awareness just freely, it just climbs, it just naturally expands and that makes the process of discovering more of these attachments easier and easier and right. easier. So it speeds up. It's exponentially gets better it exponentially for you. gets better. So yeah. I think a lot of people have that kind of breakthrough at some point where they're, they actually really, really speed up. Like we say, two years, or I've said I've been doing it for a year, but I reckon I've really been fully focused on it for six months out of that Hardcore. year. I'd say, yeah, where yeah. I've really been. And that's because what happens when you start noticing it, you just keep going and you going want and to. going. You want to you do want it. You want to, yeah, for sure. So this is the thing. Like, Let's just talk about like alternative mechanisms here for removing fear because there are obviously, if you if you experience trauma and, and negativity, there are a number of options. Mainstream will teach you to go and see a psychologist or to go and get maybe a life coach. A life coach maybe not is even mainstream. No, it's very mainstream. But... Even in those modalities, there's no specific fear identification, root cause finding, and alchemization. It's the um the way that they're looking at it is from a, a symptomatic leaf plucking ideology. We are in here to go into the unconscious mind, get the root cause out permanently. This is a permanent removal. This is yeah. this is not something that you have to keep coming back to for the rest of your life. Like I see. Uh, you know, not judging or blaming anyone, but people believe that you, when you experience trauma, you have a scar and the scar can be reopened. There's no reopening of scars whatsoever with this. There are no scars to be 
exist. There is only awareness to be gained, awareness of the fear, the processing of the fear, the lessons to be learned and the changing of your unconscious mind. It's not like, you know, the, the, the idea that you can go through negativity experience trauma and you have a scar on you and then somebody else can come into your life and open that scar accidentally and therefore you have to employ some kind of avoidance and be careful who you talk to and you it still means that you're being affected by your external world still means that your power is not within you your power has been given away to some degree to, to any person who may accidentally come along and trigger you so the difference in thinking with this is that we are seeking triggers we are looking for situations where we get triggered because we know that this is great for us because there's something in us that's trying to come out and that's an opportunity for us to to go in there we 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 don't go and soothe anymore we are looking for these triggering situations not because we are you know like if you had the the perspective in your mind that you need to avoid those situations because you're going to reopen a scar that's actually not doing you any favors because the scar reopening is showing you that there's still something in you that you haven't quite finished with yet. And there's no need to judge yourself for that. That's just the reality of it. You, you, inner alchemy brings you to a place of 100% power in you. You're not being, there's nothing in your external environment that is affecting you, triggering you, making you feel insecure at all. No memories, no nothing, no... Yeah, nothing that's happened in your past, no trauma that's happened in your past that you cannot let go of and disidentify with because you also want to keep keep moving forward where you know you're going to get triggered. So if there's something that's like, oh, I'm nervous about taking action on this thing because I'm going to have to deal with these people mm. or I'm going to have to put all this effort in. That's fantastic because the reason you want the trigger to come up is when the trigger comes up, that's your opportunity to alchemize it and actually gain the power of that, to gain some of your power back, some of your energy, your will that's been lost in these elusive patterns. So we're actively looking for triggers all of the time. You always want, you just want to always be triggered so that you can continue to alchemize, but never be triggered so much that your ability to alchemize is compromised. Exactly. So you always want to go as much as you can, you know, just, and that's just yeah. naturally what you will want to do when you realize um, yeah. how simple the process actually is. And it actually is quite easy. It's just, um, you know, can be a bit scary dealing with things. And that's Certain things, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you... <laughs> I saw someone um, making a... who made a YouTube video about fear. And it was funny because the guy was just like... Um, he's just kind of talking about fear as if... He's, going, he's like, come on, it's just fear. Don't even worry about it. Like, it's just not... It's nothing, mate. It's nothing. We didn't say mate because he wasn't Australian. But he was making it as if fear is not real, which I wanted to touch on this because it's not real. It is illusion, but it does feel very real in the moment. It does feel very real. You feel this resistance. You feel uh, when, you know, if you have a difficult conversation up with someone, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, you dread it. You're dreading these conversations. That is the resistance in you. And that does feel very real in the moment. It's just, it's there for you to know that it needs to be removed. And once it's removed, it's not going to come back. So just bringing this all back to the subject we're touching on here, resistance when it comes to manifestation and law of attraction is the fear in you. And this is what we have, the map of consciousness in the Magisterium in our alchemy program. It's all about weeding out these shadow fears in you and apart from clarity of mind and all of those things 
becoming magnetic for law of attraction purposes and manifestation is unbelievable. How's that's how you make yourself feel lucky? Yeah, it's unbelievable because you don't have to now go and do the affirmation. You don't have to focus on what you want so much. This will, this whole idea of sitting and willpowering and affirm and just doing affirmations and all that stuff goes out the window because you're fundamentally changing it your identity. And if you've looked at manifestation at all, people will say, you know, you're not manifesting what you want. You're manifesting who you are. You're manifesting the sum of your energetic makeup, the sum of all of these patterns or codes. We like to call them codes because that's what you're really doing. You're taking these shadowy, buggy codes that are manifesting things that you don't want in your life and you're upgrading them to their light versions. They're much higher frequency, much higher energy that manifest different realities. And this is changing all the time because we fundamentally change as people all throughout our lives. We're constantly changing our energetic makeups and you just notice the different people that are coming into your life, the different situations and the some situations that are exactly the same or some beliefs or some ideas. I keep hitting the same wall because I've got this shadowy code, this buggy code inside of me that needs to be alchemized, that needs to be overcome so that get I can... Get the bugs out. So that, get the bugs out, exactly. <laughs> and that's what this process is. It's a complete reshifting of all of the elusive identity that's not who you are and just so that your authentic self comes in straight away without any survival consciousness mm. being streamed whatsoever so it's an it is an upgrade of consciousness is what it is nice so if you're on facebook search for the magisterium group and tap in that's where all the teachings are i think you want to wrap it up yeah that's um been a pretty good podcast good talk yeah. and um good i'd say awesome awesome talk legendary legendary talk remember be love those triggers fall in love with getting triggered because that is your opportunity to up level that's your opportunity to clear out some of this buggy shadow and upgrade your codes so get some code upgrades get some code upgrades happening (laughs) all right guys we'll see you next time chat to you soon